The great Roman statesman and orator, Marcus Tullius Cicero said, in truth, while I wish to be adorned with every virtue, yet there is nothing which I can esteem more highly than being and appearing grateful. For this one virtue is not only the greatest, but is also the parent of all the other virtues. This is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz, and you're listening to the After Dinner Scholar from Wyoming Catholic College. The ancients understood, as most of us moderns don't seem to understand, that virtuous living makes us happy. Thus, Cicero argued, gratitude, thanksgiving, is the gateway to all happiness. With the celebration of Thanksgiving Day approaching this week, I asked Wyoming Catholic College President Kyle Washett about the virtue of gratitude. Cicero said gratitude was not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all virtues. But Thanksgiving gratitude is not on any of the virtue lists, theological or cardinal. How is gratitude a virtue? So Cicero lists uh, gratitude in De Invincione. He lists it as a special part of justice. And in some ways, it's the crown of justice. So you think of injustice, which is one of the cardinal virtues, we give someone what is their due, what we owe them. Gratitude is a kind of crown over justice, a superlative, joyful rendering not of a debt of money, but of a debt of thanks. And Cicero sees that as a kind of crown on justice that in the end holds society together. When the emperor renders his gratitude toward the divinity, when the senate renders their gratitude toward the emperor, when children render their gratitude to parents, and when society in general renders gratitude to those who are generous uh, in relation to them, then the bonds of society that are normally cemented by justice are cemented by something deeper and richer. And in the end, that virtue for Cicero is what perfects the city and therefore perfects virtue. Is this tied up with the Roman notion of pietas, piety? You know, you, you owe to the gods what you cannot repay. You owe to the nation what you cannot repay. You owe to your parents what you cannot repay. Deeply rooted in that. In fact, when you look at who are the classical philosophers who think about the virtue of gratitude, they're all Romans, Seneca, Cicero. And it's because of this deep sense of piety, this deep sense of giving, yeah, not so that you're even now, but of living in a society that depends on this gift and this generosity. Now, of course, we don't need to take Cicero's word for it. Uh, being Christians, uh, the church, beginning with the scriptures and the early fathers, have talked a great deal about the same thing. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, thankfulness becomes, from St. Paul on, give thanks at all times becomes a common refrain and a, a clear focus of an important virtue in the Christian life. Can you give us some examples from church fathers? I know that's a special area of yours. Yeah, so one, one of the things that's really impressive is that when you see the church fathers think about thankfulness, uh, St. Irenaeus, St. Basil, and St. John Chrysostom, among others, but, but also the desert fathers, thankfulness becomes a focus of a perpetual attitude and in fact the secret 
for these church fathers for perpetual prayer. St. Irenaeus notes that the lack of thankfulness was the root of the fall. The moment Adam stopped rendering thanks to the father and started thinking the father had a gift that he didn't want to give him, that's what led Adam to fall. And so thankfulness for Irenaeus is a way of restoring the damage from the fall. St. John Chrysostom will even go so far as to say, when we confess our sins, we are implicitly being thankful because we're assuming God's going to forgive us and we're already thanking him for that forgiveness when we confess the sins. So on the one hand, the church fathers talked about thankfulness as a restorative or a cleansing act that puts us back in right relationship with God. But then the most amazing thing that emerges when you see the Desert Fathers and St. Basil, who learned from the Desert Fathers a lot, they start talking about thankfulness as at the root of perpetual prayer. That at all times we're cultivating a habit when we sit to eat, when we sit to get dressed, when we look out at the sun, when we're building a fire, when we're doing work, when we're taking a nap. At all times we're cultivating in ourselves a sense of gratitude that, as we talked about with the Roman virtue of piety, we cannot possibly uh, repay the gifts that we've received. And this fundamental sense of gratitude is, for the Desert Fathers, the underlying loving motivation that keeps us perpetually in the presence of God and living our lives before the face of God who gives us every good gift. And of course, the central act of worship for us as Catholics is the Eucharist, from uh, the Greek word Eucharisteo, to give thanks. How is the Eucharist all about gratitude? When the Gospel accounts and when St. Paul describe what our Lord does, they all stress that the first action that the Lord does at the Last Supper is he takes the bread and he gives thanks. I was down on retreat with uh, Father Simeon Cook, who's a hermit in New Mexico, uh, but was the founding president of Wyoming Catholic College. And we were talking about what is our Lord giving thanks for when he picks up the bread and he picks up the wine. And on the one hand, he's just giving thanks to God in a very human way for it. Look, you've bestowed on us the sustenance, but also you've bestowed on us not just the sustenance, but the ability to create it, right? It's the uh, fruit of the earth which human hands have made. It's this thing that we have done. So he's giving thanks for that. But more fundamentally, Christ is giving thanks for what the bread is going to be transformed into. He's giving thanks for his incarnate body. He's giving thanks that the Lord has given him the ability to give. So the Second Vatican Council says that Christ reveals to us that humans find themselves in a gift of self. And that's revealed here when the Lord is giving thanks to the Eucharist. He's giving thanks that he is going to be able to give his body to us. And he's thanking the Father for the gift of being a giver. And when we come to the Eucharist, we are giving thanks both for the gift we've received from Christ, his body, his blood, his salvific making us as sons with him. But we are also, because we're sons with him, we're also thanking him for the chance to ourselves be givers, to ourselves pour ourselves out in loving service to those around us. 
You know, it's it's deeply concerning because I wonder whether gratitude is not a virtue that is just shriveling up within our country. Right. So when you think about you know, the the complaint often is this entitlement culture that comes up. Entitlement is, in a sense, to do the opposite of what we talked about with Cicero. Whereas gratitude is the crown and perfection of an attitude of justice. Entitlement seems to say, go the opposite direction. Because I'm owed it, there is no gratitude. It is a demand. And the problem with that, and this is what Cicero saw, I think, in making it the crowning virtue, is that if you make everything a demand, ultimately you destroy the bonds that hold the society together. And ultimately, you are just reenacting at the societal level and then at the religious level what St. Irenaeus said was the sin of Adam. You are no longer thankful. Everything is your due and you're clutching and grabbing at it. And human relationship cannot exist in that environment. Mm -hmm. When there's just nothing but resentment because you're not really giving it to me the way I want it. That's right. Society breaks down and prayer breaks down. It's impossible. Now, as president of Wyoming Catholic College, what are you thankful for? Wyoming Catholic College exists because of the generosity of an almost untold number of people. It exists because of the generosity of the parents and the students who come here to enroll at Wyoming Catholic College, to come to the wilderness when parents entrust their children to us and when students entrust us with their education, they're giving us a gift. And our initial reaction to them is one of gratitude. To the faculty and the staff who come and move out to the wilds of Wyoming, responding to the call that God has put in our hearts to come into the wilderness, to labor in his fields, to serve the new evangelization. That act of generosity, that act of sacrifice is what makes Wyoming Catholic College work. And also, because we are so committed to the good that we're offering out here at Wyoming Catholic College, we let students come even when they're not able to pay full price, even when we don't know how we're going to pay for them coming. And I spend my time going out and talking to donors, asking them to give us scholarships to support these students in their education. Because if they could all pay their own way, we wouldn't need to fundraise. But instead, not only are the students making a generous act in entrusting themselves to us and their parents and the faculty and the staff, but there are wonderful, beautiful men and women around the country who participate in this wonderful sanctifying work that we're doing here at Wyoming Catholic College by generously giving to support these students. And so when I look at that, I am just surrounded by gratuitous giving, a gratuitous giving that is founded on the gratuitous gift of our Lord Jesus Christ in calling this college into being, in giving us this mission that he gave to Bishop Ricken through St. John Paul II to establish this college. And so I am just immersed in generous gift in everything I do. And so I'm overwhelmed with gratitude for that. Journalist and Catholic thinker G.K. Chesterton declared, I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. Wishing you a doubled by wonder, happy Thanksgiving. For Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz.